Good morning. Good cold morning here in Dallas. Good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. Presented by Texas Family Fitness. Streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele. Come on, Texans. Y'all got to let me know it gets like this. I'm sitting here walking around, hoodie. Act like everything is good to go. Wake up, it's like 15 degrees outside. I mean, listen, I'm from the Northeast. This this don't really bug me too much, but I'm just saying. Y'all got to prepare me for this. My guy TC915 said it's once a year. All right, once a year, I can deal with it. I can deal with it. Coming up today, uh, we're going to dive into a trend that the Cowboys need to take a hard look at. That should alter their offseason approach, if we're being honest. Uh, I happen to be doing some digging, and I got to fix that date back there. Happen to be doing some digging, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think this is a good thing. So we'll talk about that today. Uh, in the roundup, Jerry Jones spoke at the Senior Bowl. Jerry, Steven, as well as Will McClay spoke at the Senior Bowl. And Jerry had some very oddly interesting things to say. I know me. I don't really like to listen to too much of what he has to say, but... um reading through the notes and then going back and listening myself, I thought this one one particular thing Jerry spoke about was have my antennas kind of raise up a little bit, and uh, it should have McCarthy's as well. So we'll dive into that. And then later we'll hit the Twitter streets to wrap up the show to kind of preview what we'll be doing tomorrow. So stick around for that. And as always, you guys can call in 351-999-3787, 351-999-3787. Fresh said, Jerry just talks without saying anything. He truly does. Jerry has a great ability to say, get his point across, he'll use 500 words. It could be a simple point, but 500 words, and it's a lot of Jerryisms. So it's, it's not a normal conversation. But And, and the clip I'm going to play um, in the roundup is not a normal conversation uh, either. So shout out to everyone that's joining us today uh, and every day here on A to Z Sports Dallas Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. Uh, we have some PA folk. Tommy says, Sky left PA to get out that code. I did. I mean, that's not the reason why I left. But I, I came down here thinking, ah, you know, we're never going to see that. Open up a window. It's snow out here. I, you know, not surprised given what you guys had to deal with last year down here in Dallas. I'll take it. I will take it. I kind of skipped a year. I missed that historic uh, winter last year, thankfully. And um, I hope everybody is fine by, uh, from that, by the way. Uh, Suave TV says snow in North Texas. Yes, indeed it is. Uh, Gotti Baby said, hope you bought your Timbos in Texas. Come on, Gotti Baby. Come on, man. If I could, I'll show you my Timbs right now. Listen, man, I'm from the Northeast. It is mandatory. I mean, I lied to you now. Nah, we're getting off track a little bit here. Once October hit, that's it's Tim's all the way to like March. So yes, gotta you know. Shoot, I might have two, three of them things up in the closet. But yes, I, I definitely rocks the Tim's. In fact, when I came down here and I was wearing my Tim's, I had people ask, actually come up to me. One person came up to me and said, "Oh man, you got?" I'm like, "Y'all don't got these down here? I, I don't wear these down here. I don't. It's kind of weird to me." But nonetheless, different places, different faces. So I definitely rocks the Tim, Gotti baby. I definitely rocks the Tim's. Uh, shout out to those that are here. Once again, let's get some. Chase Washington, Jose Christian, Mike Harris, C. Burleson, Suave TV, Samuel Rowe, our guy, Gotti Baby, Jose, 
Jessica, Miss Jessica's in the building. I haven't seen you in the chat in a while, Miss Jessica, but that's because I do the morning show now. Usually you were there uh, when we did the evening shows. Uh, Stevie Mac, the Mod God's here. Tommy Robertson, Fresh Fade, TC915. Uh, we got Mark Canella, Cowboy Brown, Marcelo B, James Simmons, Miss Sheila, Carlton Knows, not related to Beyonce, Captain America, Alpha Mason, uh, Jeremy Anello, Mackenzie, two-time, two-time, and over here on Facebook, that's right, CJ, definitely got the butters. Some t- the Phil Timms low-key are also underrated, but I don't have any of those this year. Uh, D.A. Lee, C.J. Richards, Joe Trachina, we're just going to call you JT. Uh, Della Sullivan, Peter Rizzo, Buddy Bossman, Broussard, Lance Bell, uh, who else we got up in here? Jeff Clark and Charles Pease, as well as Bob Stewart and Rodrigo. Appreciate you guys joining me this morning to talk some Cowboys uh, football. And again, the offseason can be an, a, a tough, tough ground to cover, especially at this point in time. It's very dry in regards to the news and things like that. So what we try to do here is or what I try to do, at least, is give you guys content that you can still be attached to and be a part of. So later on. Uh, we'll talk about, I said earlier, the trend that concerns me, and I want to know if it concerns you guys uh, as well. So stick around for that. I got 903 in the building already on the phone. Hold tight, 903. I'm going to hit the roundup, and then I'm going to come out of it, um, and we'll we'll jump into the phone line prior to getting into my video that I want to show you. A couple of videos, actually, today that I want to show you. So let's get into this roundup, y'all. <laughs> It's time for It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. A solution for your fitness goals. Strive for progress, not perfection. Fitness goals are not accomplished with one workout. Progress towards your goals with Texas Family Fitness. Check out any of the nine locations in the DFW area. Or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. Now, straight up, usually I do the first word after the roundup, but I have to do it within the roundup because Jerry, again, Jerry Jones said some things at that impromptu senior bowl meeting. And one of them was about Dan Quinn. And he spoke on... Being prideful in retaining guys like Dan Quinn, who tried to go get a job, Jason Garrett, who who he saved from going to the Ravens, Sean Payton, I believe in 04, was uh, either 04 or 05, I can't remember which one, I think it was 04, was offered a, a position with the Raiders. He t- turned them down to come back for another year. He prides himself in that. Well, listen to what Jerry Jones had to say about those three guys, including one, um, Dan Quinn, in the first word. Check this out. And uh, by the way, I know because I've had, as I mentioned, I've had it happen three times. Uh, now, three times. Three times. Uh, quite similar circumstances. Uh, and he did stay here. Uh, he stays here because there's always a, uh, uh, and always has been, 
with every coach. The idea that uh, uh, of every one of those three coaches have said they'd love to be the head coach of the Cowboys. What? Okay, every one, every one. And so my point is that uh, 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 that has, uh, in my mind, that has a lot of logic as to why they might not take a job now rather yeah. than one or uh, wait and see how the cards go yeah. in future. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, so do you view Dan It has as a to be. You couldn't do this if you weren't an attractive place to be a coach. Right. You couldn't get people to not take the – or to not do it if it weren't a very attractive place to coach. Yeah. Do you consider – Here. Not that he's said that he'll be here. I'd ask the question, is, Jerry. Damn. You couldn't do that. And that was the case with all three of the coaches that have turned down opportunities. Do you consider Dan a potential future head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, well, he's certainly qualified. Ooh-wee. He's very qualified. <laughs> yes, I would consider. If I didn't have a coach, I would have been interviewing him for coach. Yeah. Ooh-wee. What'd you say, Jerry? Hold on. What'd you say? Fresh Face said, damn, basically told McCarthy to watch your back. Yo. Jerry. Run that back. You, Jerry, you can't do that, sir. <laughs> you, you see, this is why I, you know, no offense. He's 80 years old, but I think probably like 120 for real. You, they don't realize they just start blabbering. They say things. This is what Jerry Jones does. He gets on these radio stations. He starts to get the talking and he starts saying things that could, could start to separate your locker room. I know it's January so maybe or February, so maybe this won't have any merit later on down the line. But you can't say the guy on your staff, who was a head coach, by the way, who went to the Super Bowl, by the way, who was beloved by one side of the ball, by the way. You can't tell everybody that he said, one, he would love to be a head coach in Dallas, which that's another situation. But two, he is very qualified. And if I didn't have a head coach, I would consider him. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you doing, Jerry? Bro, you're he- you, you know you have a head coach, right, Jerry? If this isn't more evidence of of Mike McCarthy being unsullied, for those who don't know what unsullied is, just Google it, Game of Thrones, shout out to Game of Thrones, then I don't know. I really truly don't know how much more evidence you need, Cowboys Nation. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That's Jerry for you, though. <laughs> Moving on. Jerry Jones also was optimistic about bringing back Randy Gregory. Again, sometimes the things he says is very interesting. Uh, he said he, f- he feels very good about retaining Gregory. He met with his agent at the Senior Bowl uh, and feels optimistic. Both sides can work something out. This is what he said about, about working something out with Randy Gregory. Quote, knowing our time together and some of the pluses and some of the times that we've had to work through and some of the not-so-fun things that will serve us well in negotiations. Uh, He said, I'm comfortable with Randy. We can just sit there and look at each other and not say a word, but talk up a storm. So to me, it sounds like 
they feel like they can get Randy Gregory on a quote-unquote team-friendly deal due to the troubles, right, and the fact that they stood by him during those troubles. And that's something that a lot of you guys have brought up in, in the chat and on the calls and things like that all year, all year when Randy was doing well. We're like, well, maybe because of, you know, the suspensions and the mental issues and the, the weed and all that stuff, maybe he'll give a discount. What we think may be a discount may actually be what Randy wants, but I still don't believe Randy's going to go into the negotiation table and say, you know what, you guys stuck with me. I'm going to sign here for $8 million. Like, I feel like if you're going to get Randy back, it's going to still be a very high price. Um, I'm just hoping it's not to a point where it uh, affects you from bringing back a guy like J. Ron Curse as well. You should prioritize both of those guys. If you if they do indeed prioritize Randy, you should prioritize Curse as well. I don't want to lose a guy like Curse because we're paying two defensive ends $20 million a year. If they do, cool. On a personal level, get your money, Randy. But... That's that's a high ass. That's a high price for two Ds. So I think it's something they got to look at. Mo says Dallas will lowball him and get him. You know they're going to lowball him. That's what they do. And then finally, Gallup is set to get his ACL surgery. Quick update on him. And you're probably like, well, Sky, didn't he already get his ACL surgery? No. Surprisingly, he did not. Uh, he tore his ACL in week 17 against the Cardinals. But the procedure is reportedly expected to take place next week. Hey, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I, I stayed at a Holiday Inn before, but I would imagine a month or so, four, five, six weeks that, that, that he did not get this surgery could come back to play a factor in him returning next year for any team, not just Dallas, but for any team, which we'll get to in a second about Dallas. Uh, so... I found that to be very interesting. That was the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. And Mo says right there, that it's something I could have put in the roundup, but I didn't want to. The 7-Eleven deal that Dak has, Juju Smith-Schuster also has. And he said he'd love to come play in Dallas, et cetera, et cetera. Unless they get rid of both Gallup and Amari Cooper, I don't really see that happening. Um Someone on a lower scale, like remember Randall Cobb, who, who said he came to Dallas because he wanted to play with Dak, and then Dak helped revitalize his career, went on and got paid with the Texans. Somebody like a Randall Cobb, I could see that happening. But but Juju, I think, is still A, going to want to get his money, and B, going to want to be the man. None of that would happen here. Even if you get rid of Coop, even if you get rid of Gallup, you still got C.D. Lamb. So it, it's something that I, you know, it's cool. It's fun to talk about. They they talked yesterday. They had the little press conference, but I don't really see it happening. All right. So before I get into the Michael Gallup situation, because I want to show you that video I did yesterday and talk about, because he's part of the reason why I started thinking there's a, there's a disturbing trend. Before I get into that, let me get to 903 and then we'll jump back in, y'all. 903, what it is, what it do. Good morning. How are you, guys? And it is Miss Jessica. Wow, I am good. How are you? All right. Yeah, I normally be at work, but due to the inclement weather, they they yeah. text us yesterday. They said we was gonna be closed today, but it's nothing going on here right now, as far as I can see. Well, right. Uh, to me, I really wanted more though. Mm. I'm sorry. 
Because when you get on national media and put your whole game plan out there for all the other teams, all opponents, and these people heard what you said, that you just take what the defense gives you, and so they say, okay, we're going to give you faith. They use reverse psychology on this dude. And they took use what he said against them. And that is how they was able to stop all game, one game and stop everything that we had planned because this dude can't read Jack Lickley Split. But long as Cooper was out there as Dak Wingman and Zeke out there and all the weapons out there, Cooper and Dak was communicating, so Dak them knew what the defense was up for, and that's how we could get our ball. We need Cooper. I don't know why people talk about getting rid of Cooper for what. I, I, and I don't, I don't, they want to say Dak. Hmm? The, you know, the people that want to get rid of Cooper it's and the D-laws and things like that is because of money. But then I say, okay, you know, that, that would be reasonable if the Cowboys use that money to go get prominent free agents. But that, that doesn't happen. So now we're just – we're, we're getting rid of talent and we're not replacing it with at least replacement level talent or better. It's, it's never happening because the Cowboys don't use that money for that, for that kind of uh, free agent on the market. But as, as regards to Kellen Moore, yeah, he's the exact opposite of McCarthy. McCarthy is keep it close to the vest. He doesn't like to disclose what he's doing. Doesn't like to disclose game plans. In fact, he'll snipe at you in the media. Um, if you try to get a game plan question out of him, whereas Kellen, Sometimes a little bit too smart for his own good, and uh, he likes to show. Yeah, he likes to show that in the media, and then he, I, sometimes on game day, he, he tries to he show it. He talks well. that game, but he don't walk. You know what I'm saying? Actions mm-hmm. speak louder than words. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your action is core. Your and then you had this power trip, and you got mad because of what Cooper said, because you knew it was the truth, and because you met this man is smarter than you. See, Cooper know how to read defense very well. This dude plays chess, and he talks about why he plays chess and how he watches film and how he studies the defense. Sure. That dude that, they, that used to be the third-string quarterback, dude, Dak took his job, bro. This dude don't want to see Dak succeed to do something that he ain't did. I don't know why people think that. And another thing, why they worrying about the money? They're not paying out one red cent to these people. And then ain't no such thing as salary cap or whatever it's called, because I'm getting sick of hearing that every year. These people don't know nothing about football and what it all comes down to. Jerry John is a billionaire. Mm. None of these people are paying anything. So why are you worrying about the money? You mm. ain't got nothing to pay for, so just shut up and just be a man and just watch and see what we going to do, what our team going to do. Instead of you lifting up our team and encouraging our team, you want to tear them down. Y'all sound like some of them other people fans. Y'all sounded just like them. You going to be a fan, be a fan. If not, baby, get up out of here because we tired of seeing all the stupidity Ooh, in the wait. chat. You don't believe because Scott and them give you, they telling you, they try to break things down. They watching the film. They looking at, well, we need to do this over here and we need to do that over here. Like me, I be watching the game. I be looking at everything. Mm. I be looking at everything. I be seeing the missed stuff that they don't do, that they don't call, but they want to show up calling on Dallas. Like I said, everything like uh, 
false and different ones said. Yeah. Everything plays a factor in why Dallas is going down. Now you got all this other stuff coming out that this coach is saying that all of us saying and a lot of people been saying that it's rigged and they got a lot of stuff going now this money. Why don't you just put your little rich money over there and do something else with it and let the boys play football? Because we fans are tired of y'all trying to snub our team out just so you can play the other team. Don't nobody want to see Dallas. That's what they'll say. And my director said it's politics. Mm. A lot of things. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Jet, Miss Jess, appreciate you calling in this morning. Very fiery, and, and I loved it. It was passionate, man. I appreciate it, Miss Jess. Okay. Have a good one. Be 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 warm. Stay safe out here in this weather. Jess brings it, man. Jess, it's been so long since I, I've I've spoken to Miss Jess. It's been a while, probably since whew, late night hype days. Uh, real quick, super chat. Got a super chat. From our guy Tom Downey Burner account. Uh, could see Stephen Jones trying to haggle at the Dollar General. That's what he does. Uh, Tom Downey Burner account. You, you know that, right? And we'll actually revisit that in a little bit later. But let's go back to the Michael Gallup thing. And somebody said, well, damn, I don't even want him anymore because he's waiting so long to get this surgery. He may not be ready. There's still belief that he could be ready. Now with the ACL injuries, um, it's, it's like an eight, nine month at the best recovery process. But the full process, I believe, is like nine to 12. Now, 12, it's not really hitting 12 as much anymore because this is just new medicine, right? New age of medicine. But when I, I dropped a, 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 not Amari Cooper, a Michael Gallup video yesterday. And that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole. That in a staff meeting we had at A to Z Sports that had me thinking about and coming to a realization about this 2018 draft class and the the uniqueness in it and it made me say well what happened with the other draft class before i show you that though uh here i'm gonna show you guys the michael gallup video i did yesterday and then it's the resign or replace and you guys can make your decision on whether you want to bring him back or not as well but this is how we got here with michael gallup as opposed to uh a just a full-fledged opinion on it uh resigning him or replacing him as the Cowboys begin to shift their focus towards the Senior Bowl, let's take a look at a previous draft class that is in a unique situation heading into the offseason. The 2018 draft class came and went and saw its fair share of success. Outside of the 2016 draft year, this is arguably the most productive class from top to bottom over a four-year period in the last decade. But it had just enough failures to keep the Cowboys brass from signing a multi-year extension with any player. So now they're presented with the question, re-sign or replace? The darling of that class is none other than Michael Gallup. The Colorado State product came on late in his rookie year, saving his best for last in the postseason. He'd carried that momentum into his second year, posting his first and only 1,000-yard season. Entering his third year, he was one of the young wide receivers on the rise, but the Cowboys on draft day had a lamb fall in their laps and couldn't pass up on the talent and value. Gallup would follow up his second year with a respectable 2020 season. Without starting quarterback Dak Prescott and seemingly becoming third in the pecking order, he posted 843 yards, five touchdowns, and showed off his clutch ability. But in 2021, the worst kept happening. Week one, Gallup strained his calf muscle, causing him to miss nine straight games, and then in week 17, tearing his ACL in a crucial matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. 
in between, Gallup showed some of those clutch traits and unique athletic ability, but it all coincided with the offense not finding its rhythm the entire second half of the season. As it stands right now, the Cowboys have a big two at the wide receiver position they can stand firm with, but questions are lingering around the head honcho's future in Amari Cooper. Dallas could elect to run it back with the big three, hoping to get Gallup on a cheap one-year deal. It's a classic Stephen Jones move that did pay off for the Cowboys in 2021. Find a veteran player, coming off injury or something to prove, with enough intriguing talent on the right side of 30. Boom! One-year deal. There's also the other side. They can replace Michael Gallup in the draft and try to find, well, another Michael Gallup. So what would you do, Cowboys Nation? Resign or replace wide receiver Michael Gallup? Let us know in the comments and why. Resign or replace one Michael Gallup. That was the how we got here segment of the our segment. How we got here video. My bad here. <laughs> how we got here video with Michael Gallup. Uh, I enjoy putting together things like that. Um, and I'll probably do it more often, uh, especially with this draft class or maybe just with the free agents in general. But um, as I was putting together that video or as I was thinking of putting together a video like that, it, it made me think. It made me go down kind of a rabbit hole and it made me realize, as I said in that clip, there is not a single player extended from the 2018 draft class. Not one. And I said, well, how often does that happen in Dallas? Right? Usually there's one or two guys that they extend. And at first I'm like, well, that's a good thing, right? You get one person, you get two people that you can extend from the draft. That, that's a good thing. But is it really? Is it really? Because outside of 2016, you're not going to find too many draft classes in the last 10 years where there's been multiple multi-year extensions from those players. And that's very possible that it's the norm. So let's check out the Cowboys players that have been drafted over the last 10 years. Well, since 2010, you can't use 2019 and 2020 because they're not eligible to be extended or 2021 for that matter. So these are the players. These are the number of players extended and the actual players extended from 2010 on multi-year deals. Go ahead and hit this. Uh, I want to show you guys. I wanna, I'm going to show the, the actual draft classes as well. So in 2010, you had Des Bryant and Sean Lee, the only two. And if we go and look at that 2010 draft class, show you real quick. If we go look at that 2010 draft class, you had Dez, you had Sean Lee, a quasi, a quasi Awusu Ansa, Sam Young, Jamar Wall, Sean Lissamore. Uh, that six-round, seven-round pick, Sean stuck around for a little bit. Uh, Sam Young, Jamar Wall did not. A quasi Awusu Ansa got a shot but never really stuck through, which sucks because he's from IUP, and, you know, that's always root for those guys. So it was just Dez. And Sean Lee, that's that. That's it for for those two. Now let's go back. If you look at 2011, the 2011 draft class, you had one, just one, and that was Tyron Smith. Now that draft class wasn't all bad. In fact, that's the one class you could argue 
the one class you could argue was up there with the 2018-2014 class in regards to production. Um, and let's take a look at that. You had Tyron Smith obviously going to the Hall of Fame. Bruce Carter, often injured, but a very, you know, very good player when he was playing. DeMarco Murray, we all know about DeMarco, right? Also often injured, but the one year he had was historic. Uh, David Ark and Josh Thomas, no. Dwayne Harris, yes. Dwayne stuck around for a good while. Uh, Sean Chappis and Bill Nagy, which Bill Nagy was awful. So that class was pretty solid, but again, only Tyron Smith really stuck around long term. Like, okay, well, it's we still got some time, right? We st- Let's go to 2012. Morris Claiborne, Tyron Crawford, Wilbur Johnson, Cole, Hannah, and McSurdy. Only person that stuck around long term from there is Tyron Crawford. Wilbert left. We know about Matt Johnson. They call him the unicorn. James Hanna was in and out, in and out, often injured. McSurdy never stuck around. Cole never stuck around. Wilbert played his four years and left. We know about Mo. He did not get signed to an extension, a multi-year extension. He stuck around an extra year, and then he was gone. He won and won a ring a couple years ago. Just, again, Dallas drafts well, right? Yeah, yeah, we hit. Yeah, we hit. But none of these guys stuck around. Let's move on to 2013. Travis Frederick is the only one you got from the 2013 draft class to sign an extension. Multi-year extension. Terrence Williams, we know about T-Will. I could include him, but I put an asterisk because he did get signed for like a cheap contract and then that was done after one year because of what happened, right? But so let's give it two. Let's go ahead and say there's two. I'll give you that. Uh, But Gavin Escobar, no. J.J. Wilcox, no. B.W. Webb, no. Joseph Randall still in panties and and Cologne, no. It sucks for Devontae Holloman because I thought he had some promise and he had that neck injury. But no. So this this class as well did not produce guys that stuck around, you know, and, and and I'm starting to see a trend. So I'm like, okay, well, what about when our guy Will McClay start running the draft? Okay, you got Zach Martin, Demarcus Lawrence, yeah, those two guys stuck around. You get two, I think you feel good, but after that, no one. They didn't want to pay Anthony Hitchens, and they found themselves in a weird linebacker situation for a couple years obviously we know about Devin Street got cut after a while Gardner Smith Dixon Bishop and Mitchell never made it here Terrence Mitchell actually won on actually went on to be a solid contributor in the NFL so you got Zach Martin you got Dorrance I'm sorry Demarcus Lawrence got a couple okay let's move on to 2015 Byron Jones nope you let him go Randy Gregory, if you go look at look at this uh, the, the graphic I have here, I have one, and I put Randy Gregory with an asterisk. And the reason why I put Randy Gregory with an asterisk is because the, the circumstances around him, due to the suspensions and things like that, there was restricted stuff. There was there was a, there was just a bunch of weird things that went on contractually that allowed him to stick around past his normal four years. And then they decided to sign him on a two-year extension. I believe it was two years ago uh, for the extreme cheap. So I'll give you Randy Gregory, but even Randy Gregory was one of the was something that was like, well, I don't really know until this past year. 
right? Then you go to 2016. That's where they really hit. And honestly, the 2016 draft class probably saves this team. Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Smith, Malik Collins, Tapper, Prescott, and Tapper didn't stick around. A.B., Fraser. The only players that didn't contribute in this draft class were Charles Tapper. He had like a year with the Cowboys. Um, and Darius Jackson. That's really it. Rico stuck around. He wasn't a major contributor, but he, he played games. Uh, but you had major contributions from Kayvon Fraser, obviously. Anthony Brown resigned. Dak, obviously. Ezekiel Elliott and Jalen Smith. Revisionist history here. Jalen's gone. Malik's not here. Tapper's out. A.B. is, are we really, you know, A.B. is what he is. He's a cornerback three at best two, you know, given the right coaching, right? Rico's not here. Day is not here. Kayvon Frazier's not here. So 2014 was the, or 2016 was the draft class where this is how it needs to happen for Dallas. And this isn't normal, period. You don't normally get this kind of success out of a draft. But I'm going to tell you why they need to. We move on to 2017. I mean, uh, I don't want to say disaster, but just just not a good class in regards to top to bottom and contributions. Now, you got obviously Cheetah Bay, Jordan Lewis and and Xavier Woods. You say, yeah, they contributed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Xavier Woods played above his uh, draft status, but he's no longer here. Ryan Switzer was traded after a year or two. Jordan Lewis is the only one from that draft class that was extended. Cheeto was gone playing in the Super Bowl with the Bengals and Taco. Well, we know about Taco. Uh, Noah Brown, I don't include him because he didn't get a multi-year extension. He got signed on these minimum deals and then restricted deals. We're strictly talking guys that were hits to the point where you're keeping them around as core players for multi-year extensions. So 2017, another failure in that aspect besides Jordan Lewis. You can get to 2018 because this is the last year you can sign guys going into the season. Again, up and down this draft, I do believe this is the most productive, not the best, the most productive draft outside of the 2016 draft class, meaning Leighton Van Der Esch gave you a Pro Bowl year, starts, right? He gave you some production. Connor Williams, we don't like Connor, I get it, but Connor Williams was a starter. Uh, Michael Gallup is Michael Gallup. Dorrance Armstrong gave you a good four years, developed into now a good rotational guy. Dalton developed into a tight end one. Cedric developed into a reliable wide receiver. I will give the 2018 draft class Cowboys Nation, I'd give that a solid B. I'd give it a solid B. But the problem becomes you didn't extend anyone going into the season. I'm not saying I'm 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 getting in front of it, but Dallas usually does get in front of things like this. I get it. Connor Williams and Leighton, you want to wait and see. Obviously, you don't really want to wait and see with Leighton. You're not gonna do it. Michael, you could have did it with Michael Gallup, but you didn't. You could have did it with Dorrance, but you didn't. You could have did it with Dalton, but you decided to pay uh Jarwin. So, and he could have did it with said, but you didn't. You you, you restricted free agent him or you, you gave him the tender. That's what you did with Cedric Wilson. So when you Go and you look at the drafted players who signed multi-year extensions as core players over the last decade. It's very meh. It's not a lot. And it needs to be. Because if you are a team that is reliant on just drafting and shopping as my guy, 
Tom Downey Burner account would say at Dollar General, at Family Dollar, at Marshalls or or uh, TJ Maxx, then you need to draft better. I know that's blasphemy when you think about the Cowboys drafting well. Drafting, right? That's blasphemy, Sky. What do you mean they got to draft better? Well, I'm going to tell you why they got to draft better. Because this is what they do in free agency. This is what they do in free agency. You, you can't pride yourself on drafting, but then most of your draft class is not extended to stick around because they weren't good enough to stick around. So which is it? The Cowboys really good at drafting or do they just hit early on? 2016, that's almost an outlier, almost never happens around the NFL. Amazing draft. 2018 was another productive one, but if you really study that draft, it was really hard to extend some of these guys because you just didn't know yet. And go figure, right? The, the, when, when you want to extend them or you think about extending them, you say, no, they hit the final year in their, in their contract. And guess what? You get a career year from Dalton Schultz, right? You get a career year from Dorrance Armstrong. You get a career year from Cedric Wilson. Michael Gallup already showed you that I'm, I'm worthy of keeping, but you didn't sign him because you got your receiver in tow. Cool. So now the numbers go up. On these guys. Now it's very possible this is the norm around the league, right? Where you only get one guy you extend, maybe two guys you extend. That's that's very possible, Cowboys Nation. But it can be an issue for Dallas when you're not active in adding mid to top tier market value free agents. So yes, Dallas does a good job drafting. But they don't do so damn good that they can ignore free agency in the trade market the way they do. And that's why this is kind of concerning. The more you dig deep, they have to find a sense of urgency in free agency. And in the trademark, they have to find that sense of urgency. And the reason why Stephen Jones can play the, ah, this is how we're going to do it. Right. This is why Stephen Jones can be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm patient or don't need to have a sense of urgency because he's making the decisions and his job status is not in doubt and never will be. Real general managers, if they don't hit on extended guys or they don't hit in free agency or they have this. These results over the last decade or so, they'd be in trouble. Steve doesn't have to have a sense of urgency. Where's it going? So I, I just wanted to point that out. I don't think I'm looking at this any crazy way. I think this is a real situation that Dallas needs to, to look in the mirror and say, all right, listen, I know we're good at drafting, but damn, we ain't that good to the point where we have to go to Dollar Tree and Family Dollar and completely ignore getting guys that could come in here and make your team better right now. The problem is they had a solid free agency last year, hitting on J. Ron Curse, hitting on Malik Hooker and things like that. They're probably going to say, look, see, it works. Go back and do it again. It's always something that gives them just enough 
hope to continue doing the things that don't work long term. Just enough. That's what they do. So I think the Cowboys need to look at themselves in the mirror and adapt. Take some things from other teams. We talked about the Bengals. We talked about the the, the Rams. And apply that to their offseason so they can be better. Cowboys Nation. Uh, Let's get to my guy, Mel Hayes, in the building. What's up, Mel? Scott, thank you for exposing mm. this this what you just did just now was expose mm. what they've been trying to convince us of really since I'm gonna say probably the twenty sixteen draft because that's when yep. the whole we draft really well thing mm-hmm. kind of really popped off and ever since that time we've continued to drink that. But it's funny because the slogan around here is, we like our guys. Yep. That's do, the slogan. But, but that's do you? What we, that's what we, that's what, but do we really? <laughs> do you? Because do you ain't really, really signing your guys long term. We, you we, didn't even <laughs> anybody. You ain't really signing your guys long term. Do we term. really like our guys? Do we really like our guys? Now, do we really like Michael Gallup? They like them so much. None of them are signed prior to the year. They like them so much. The only time they signed more than two guys from their draft class was 2016. In the last 11 11 years. That was almost seven years. That's almost seven years ago. I mean, you know, seven seasons. But it's, it's this, well, you know, Free agency, we don't we don't need to do that. The draft is where we build our team, and they use the word build. So if we're building the team off the draft, and we are getting our guys out of the draft, then why are we not re-signing them? Because if we're just building them, no. What we're doing is we're drafting guys because we get them on rookie deals, and we're renting them. We're not making commitments to them. We're renting them for the four years on the cheap. We got Dak for five years on, well, no, four. No, was it five? It was four. It was four, but it, I mean, if you count his. How long was his, he on that rookie deal? He yeah, was on that rookie deal for yeah. four, right? Yeah, but the tag was, the okay, tag so technically we, wasn't some crazy number either, but nonetheless, yeah. Yeah, so we rented Dak for four years, then we, we got him on the tag for the, for the fifth year. Now, Zeke was the only one that took him to the woodshed, and for whatever reason. <laughs> well, 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 Mel, if you really think about it, again, I said this before, when this whole we pay our guys thing, yeah, eventually you, you pay some of your guys, but it takes, it takes them pulling your teeth to do it. Des Bryant had to hold out forever, right? Uh, we saw uh, we we saw Tank have to threaten not to get his arm fixed so he can get his bread. We saw Zach Martin say, "Oh, y'all don't want to pay right now. I'm sitting out of practice." They said, "Oh, wait, 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 we we can't have you sitting out of practice. So now we're going to pay you." Dak and Zeke had to do you know crazy things to get their bread, right? So yeah, you pay your, some of your guys, but you also make it difficult. So they really do spill or, or spew honestly nonsense to us, and a lot of us, you know, we we take it. But I think a lot of Cowboys Nation is seeing through that bullcrap now. Yeah, and and looking at really what we're looking at with this 2018 draft, you cannot you cannot just completely ignore free agency, ignore it to the point where you're not trying to hit on anyone. You're really trying to bargain bargain shop your way through free agency 
and hopefully that you hit on one or two guys in the draft. But that's to me that just you, you can't build a championship team with just okay, free agency is over there and we're not gonna really try to make and Mel, any sort of noise in there. That and that's not I don't even know if that's an opinion anymore. I think that is fact. I think you could argue, at least in Dallas, or if you look around the league, that is fact. Most of these championship teams that go to the Super Bowl or are playing in the championship game year after year, they have paid premium in free agency or paid premium in the trade market to get to where they were. They didn't just rely on their guys because think about it. When you're just relying on your guys, you're relying on first year, second year, third year players for the most part, and then you're relying on tier three, tier four veterans in free agency from the Dollar Tree. How are you ever going to get over the hump if you don't mess your young talent with some established talent like the rest of the league? Some established players that you know these guys are going to come in and they're ready to go. This, this guy is this guy is ready to play right now. Yeah. Versus, well, okay, we're not quite sure what we're going to get. Even, even if we look at last year's draft, the – the draft we just had. Mm. So what they're going to start selling us is, we're about to get this again. Well, you know, we hit on Micah, and, uh, you know, that, that's been working out. And they, they're not going to mention boss man. They're going to mention, um, what's the D-lineman? They're going to mention the D-lineman. Uh, Osa. Uh, they're going to mention Osa. Who else out of that draft contributed this year? Well, Golston, I, I give Golston some. Uh, Golston contributed. Bohanna right. wasn't you know, yep. spectacular. Bohanna played a lot. This draft class actually played a ton of snaps, but I can't include him in this in this conversation because of no, uh, you soon. know it's too soon, right? That's why I didn't include yeah. 2019. But yeah. if we want to be real and go look at 2019, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? I bet you nobody in that draft class is getting signed to a multi-year extension. Not one. Not a Tristan mm-hmm. Hill. Not a Connor McGovern. Not mm-hmm. a Tony Pollard. Not mm-hmm. a Donovan Wilson. Not one. I'll be shocked if any oh, of those man, dudes. You just, you just, you just, you just hurt me. Just I didn't even want to go to 2019 yet because because we never know. Oh, maybe, you just maybe. said CP not getting <laughs> extended. No. Oh, that's not happening. No. I know it's not, but I don't want to live in reality just yet. Oh no. I'm gonna be real with you in, though, in this- Cowboys Nation. I don't even know if he should. Like, like, like. I love TP, but you can get another goddamn TP. Like again, and this is going down. We're talking next year, right? We're talking next year, but I'm just saying, TP was drafted in the fifth round, right? Fourth or fifth round. There's a ton of, of those those fluid backs like that that come out every year, and he's is at a position where you don't need to invest a high price in it. We've had this conversation, Mel. You know, we, we we've talked about this yeah. off air. Yeah. So you know, I, yeah. I can't really see anybody in that. And that maybe that's another video we'll do. I just can't see another guy getting signed in that 2019 draft class. I, I can't. Yeah, but to the point to the point of today's topic, um, we we have to, as fans, we have to come to a reality of this is really what it is. Stop drinking the we we draft well, and we like our guys because what you just did was really expose that that's not true. That's just being told to us yeah. because the reality is we're not extending these guys. They. They draft. We're, we're not making commitments. They draft better than most. They draft well enough, but we we have to stop. As my guy B. Bird says, overvaluing our own players. We have to stop overvaluing our own 
drafts. When you really look at it now, like I just showed you, like let's let's get it, let's not get it twisted. They do draft well, Mel. Like like they 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 draft well enough to where guys can contribute for the most part, um, but enough to where they really truly love their guys to extend them. Clearly not. So if you're if you don't draft well enough to do that, then you need to utilize the other t- the other pillar that I talk about in off season. Drafting, trading, and signing free agents. You gotta you gotta utilize those other two. I'm not saying all three if you're there's scary, more than one way. but there's more than one way. There's more than one way to acquire players. And for yeah. some reason we're locked in. Now, I don't I don't know when I think the last trade we made, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was Robert Quinn. Yeah. Uh, that's and, the last do more. trade I remember was Robert Quinn. Do more of that. I, what's what's the harm in, in, in those kind of trades? And and usually you'll see teams do that and they extend those players. We didn't do it. Robert Quinn had a tough year last year, but now he's had one of the best sack years in the history of football, right? You know, about like 19 sacks or something like that. And if we're talking about team building, we take a look over here at the L.A. team, and I, I, I know people get mad when this comes up, but – they made two or three trades this year. Or I don't know if they made two or three trades, but I know they acquired I know the Von Miller was a trade and I think OBJ was a free agent acquisition after he got cut. Yeah, the biggest but, the biggest lie that Stephen Jones tells us uh is that talent acquisition is a three hundred and sixty five day a year job. It is not to you, Stephen. You know what it is? It's a job between March seventeenth and April first. And then it's a job between uh, May 2nd, whenever the draft is, and those three days. And that's really where it ends for the Cowboys in regards to talent acquisition. Occasionally, they'll get you a, a, a Everson Griffin in the middle of the, the, the offseason, but that's very rare. And then once the season comes, you can forget about it. Unless their backs are against the wall, they're not making those kind of trades in season because, once again, we like our guys. Yeah, and I know somebody, somebody somewhere is going, well, they got Amari, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that, yeah. That's against yeah. the Wolves. 2018, do more. that was 2018. Don't bring it. Do it again. Do it and, more. And probably before that was probably seven years. So, no, they're, they're not acquiring players during the season. Um, they're, they're, when did the Rams acquire Jalen Ramsey? Was that in the offseason or during the season, Scott? I don't. If I, if I was a Rams fan, I'd, I'd probably remember the exact month, but I don't quite remember when that happened. Yeah, I I I know. I I can't quite remember. I, I know was, he was disgruntled. I, I think it was during the season. But I feel like it was during the season. I think it was during. I, I feel like he cussed the coach out. He didn't play a game, and then he was traded mm-hmm. to the Rams. Like you know, not too long after that. Yeah, and even when uh, the. One more, then I'll let you yep, go. Yep. I thought the most interesting one you brought up was the Byron Jones one. Because if you're really saying, well, we like our guys, now I'm going to be honest. I personally am not the biggest Byron Jones fan. But if we're just being honest and we're talking about productivity, mm-hmm. he was a very productive player. You let him walk without a plan. Your plan was to. Hopefully we get somebody in the draft. Now they no. did. They hit the plan. They went out and, and, and they did exactly what they do. They drafted. They got Trayvon Diggs, and they said we're going to sign Daryl Worley. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what they do. <laughs> Seriously, that's exactly what they did. They said we got to get a veteran, man. We just lost one. We got to go get a veteran, man. We got to. We won. Got Daryl Worley. 
That's what a happens. guy is worldly out the league now. A, a guy who's out the league. It probably probably should be. And, and I hate to do it because man, me and him develop. <laughs> I like Daryl Worley, but but he yeah, he probably done. But yeah, man, let me get going, yeah, man. I we mean, got some more callers, brother. Yeah. I want to get some other folk up in here. Yes, sir. All right, man. Appreciate yes, you. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Prime time. You brought up an interesting point here, prime time. But but here's why. I can't. I can't. Just say, oh, well, look at Prime Time says, I don't think you guys are seeing or using the whole picture. Okay. What was the salary cap each year going into the offseason? What were the terms, et cetera, et cetera? Again, I watch teams manipulate the cap. I watch teams uh, be able to go out and get X player in free agency, go out and get X player via trade with cap situations, right? So I, I can't let them use that as an excuse. That, they're going to pitch that to you prime time. I'm telling you, don't buy it. Don't drink that Kool-Aid. Don't drink that, that snake oil that they're going to give you prime time. You absolutely can still do what you need to do to better your team via free agency or trade, regardless of what your cap situation. I watched the Pittsburgh Steelers eat a 20-something million dollar dead cap because Antonio Brown was a detriment to his team, and they haven't had a losing season since. Haven't had a losing season since. I mean, we can go to the extreme and we can talk about the Rams, but that's easy, right? That's easy pickings. I could sit here and say, well, the Rams. <laughs> what about the Rams, right? But we can go over to the Chiefs. The Chiefs had $700 in cap last year, went out and signed Joe Tooney, went out and traded for Orlando Brown, signed a Q to $500 million or whatever, and a plethora of other things they've done over the last three, four years. So it's possible is what I'm saying. The Bucks, another another very good example, Jeremy. The Bucks. If you if you build a winning organization, players will want to come play for you. I find it hard to believe players want to come play for Dallas because winning. It's either well they paid me the most, or this is Dallas. I got a chance to be. I forget who it was. Was it was it uh, Robert Quinn? He mentioned something like, I, I can't wait to play on these prime play in these primetime games because Dallas gets those games. He didn't say I want to be here because it's a winning organization. I want to be seen. Because if I show out in the six primetime games we get, I can go get me a $90 million contract. What happened? Went out there and got paid. So they they need to look at themselves in the mirror. They need to look at themselves in the mirror. This is clearly not the way. And again, I stumbled upon this whole draft situation by doing this project and talking with our staff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Something ain't, something is not meshing here. And we're, we're getting told this every year, but then the proof, the proof is not in the pudding. But that 2016 draft class is saving the ass. That's what's happening. Um, Glenn, let's get our guy Glenn in here. What's up, brother? Hey, what's good, Sky? I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So, great topic. Um, I think you're now. I, I think I agree with you in part. And I disagree with you in part. So, uh, hopefully, you don't mind me pushing back. Just no, a no. Bit. I love the pushback because 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 I might have missed something, and then it could always make me say, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so um, here's the way I see what the Cowboys are trying to do. They're trying to avoid the the hype machine free agent candidates, right? They don't want to overpay 
for the hottest name to hit free agency and end up with just uh, an overinflated, high-priced free agent that not only doesn't produce, but you know, you end up becoming somewhat of a laughing stock. So I think they're trying to save a little bit of face and a little bit of, of heartache and um, that's you know, being on public blast because they're such a high-profile team. So I think, that, I think that's part of the risk as well. I think that's part of what plays into it. Sure. So I actually don't mind because if you look at those, and those free agents that initially get signed, let's say in the first week of free agency, a lot of those players, I just don't see the value, and I am not mad at them for saying, you know what, we're going to wait it out. Now, part of what their, their strategy is, they are trying to get those bargain players, a la a Robert Quinn, which was a brilliant signing, by the way. They actually, they actually, that, the Cal- both sides a, won on that. That wasn't a signing. See, a lot of people will say, well, you forgot Robert Quinn. That was not a free agent signing. That was a trade. So I'm never going to include him in that. Because if Robert Quinn was a free okay. agent, the Cowboys would have never signed him because he would have been priced out of their price range. When we made that trade, Miami, the Miami Dolphins agreed to eat some money because we're cheap in that way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I can't give y'all okay. Quinn as a free okay. agent. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you another one, and this one I felt like it was a win too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cobb, Randall Cobb was a win. Now for one year at the time, for one year, yeah. But that, so that's the point that's, of this whole so, thing. Like you can't continue to do this this one year this one year thing with with bottom tier free agents, uh, Glenn. You can't because if they do but, have just a good enough not. year, they're going to price themselves out of being back next year. I understand that, Scott, but here's the thing. You can't build your team off of free agency. No, 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 and no, no, I'm no. not saying you're saying that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm saying, not saying that. You're saying that. Yeah. But here's the thing. You have to ask yourself, how far am I away from Lombardi? I don't believe you can start to risk overpaying if you're not close. That doesn't make sense either. Let me tell you how far they are. They're 27 years far. That's how far, Glenn. This, this, the way we're operating clearly does not work. It does just enough to get, it does Randall Cobb just enough, right? The J. Ron Curse just, just enough. Alden Smith just enough for them to continue to say, you know what? Well, that, that worked a little bit, man. Let's come back to the well and do it again and try to, and try to win this thing via the draft and bargain bin shopping. A simple question. Has it worked? But that's not. Let's see. You're you're looking at that as that's the only reason. You're no, no, you're no, really no. opening up a whole can of worms. I am. You're opening up a whole can of worms I, I that we can't talk about because it starts at the top. It no. starts at the very top so as far as who's running the organization, which I know you don't really want to get into right no, now because we already know the answer. That's not true. We we talked about it all last week. I'll continue to talk about that. We know that. My 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 thinking now is how can we overcome the way we operate. How can we get better within the way we operate? The top is obviously the issue. I say this all the time for people that are on this channel. I come on these shows. I come in with the thinking that I already know we got a problem up there. That's why I put the pressure on my coach. That's why I didn't put the pressure on the OC and then put the pressure on the quarterback. I need y'all to overcome what's happening up top. So how can we do it? And the way to do it, to operate under this, this, this umbrella we have, is to be better in the off-season and stop fooling ourselves and acting like the way we operate in this off-season is going to work. 
if I'm going to ask the talent to overcome the coaching, which to then overcome the the front office, then I need to get better talent. That's what I'm saying. And the I'm right not saying checks. I'm so, not saying spend two hundred right million dollars, but you can go out and get one or two guys to help elevate a unit. One or two guys that are perennial guys that are top tier or on the up and up. If Dallas did it and it continued to fail, then I'd be like, you know what? It's not working for them. But they don't do it, Glenn. They don't. They haven't done it since 2010. Well, well here's the thing. I think you can entertain doing that when you're coming off an off season, when you're coming off a year like we just came off of. If you're 8-8, eight and eight, I can't justify doing that because you're not going to go from 8 wins to 14 wins or 13 wins. That's just not going to happen by one or two free agent pickups. It's just not. So the question is, is what the Cowboys doing working now? No, I'll, I'll agree with you there. But the, again, there are a whole host of variables. The only thing I think you're leaving out is, and maybe you did touch on it and I didn't hear, sure. is the fact that they are getting comp- compensatory picks. I don't know if you've done the analysis on that. And again, what you do with those compensatory picks is a whole other analysis. Oh, you got that, Dak Prescott. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. You got okay, Dak. Well, that, yeah, that, you was, got, that was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not yeah, mad not, at them not, letting not. some of these guys go. Like, I'm not saying every one of these guys we drafted are, are worthy of re-signing. What I'm saying sure. is, if it's you're capital. what it's I'm capital. yeah, what I'm saying is, if your approach is that I am going to shop at Dollar Tree always in free agency, then is is I'm, I said this before. I know it's not fair, but then I need you to draft even better, Glenn. If I'm going to shop at the Dollar Tree all the time, I need you to draft even better because. Now that's all you're relying on. Where, where I see teams go out and get a honey badger, you know what they told me? You know what they told us, Cowboys Nation? You know what they told us, Glenn? Honey badger doesn't really fit what we do. What? What is it that you do so I, yeah, damn good on defense that you can't go pay $7 million for a honey badger, Glenn? See, it's things like that. It's, it doesn't have to be a $95 million contract, right? It can be going to get a guy like a honey badger and realizing, damn, man, he's making an improvement. I'm going to extend him middle of the season. I want to keep him around. All right? He's not, he's not an old man. He's a young guy. So the honey badger may be an extreme case, but I'm just saying it's not always the $95 million contract that's out there. And I'm not saying spend $200 million, but you do have to alter your approach. Maybe it is taking a chance on one of these uh, high-end free agents to help you out instead of relying on your third-round pick. Okay. Well, I'll, 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 leave, I'll leave you with this. I don't disagree with, with most of your analysis. The only thing I think that we have to do is find out what's happening with those compensatory picks. And I'd also like to see what the Cowboys do this offseason. Because, again, if you're 6-10 and 10 or 8-8, eight and eight, I don't really think it makes sense to overpay. But I think when you are coming off a season with double-digit wins, then I think you do need to be more aggressive. And I'd be anxious to see, okay, you have the bones here and the structure to make a run this year with this coach. Because after this year, I think you have to seriously overhaul this team. And uh, a lot of the guys who were sort of the, 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 the big names on this team, sure. you know, we're talking Zeke Elliott. I'm talking a lot of the guys on the offensive line. I think they're just not going to be here. And so I'd like to see what they do with a double-digit team coming into this offseason. Well, I have a, a sobering trend. Dallas has not made the playoffs in back-to-back years since 2006, 2007. So 
And if I, if you go back and look, I don't recall after 2010 at the very least, because prior to 2010, they 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 signed or at 2010, I think it was they signed Brandon Carr. But since 2010, in their playoff years, was 2014, 16, and 18, they didn't make a massive free agent addition. So again, it's a trend. I don't think it's an accident. Well, we'll see what they do. But thanks for taking the call. Good stuff. I'll keep listening. Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's what I try to get get to you. I'm not asking them to be the Giants. Remember the Giants. And if you were a Giant fan, you probably felt great that they went out and they tried to win and they almost got there, but it didn't happen. I'm not saying go spend two hundred million dollars in free agency, y'all. I'm gonna keep on saying it and keep on saying it, keep on saying it. What I'm saying is the way we currently operate, though, clearly is an issue. Uh, there was a comment in here. Okay, Greg Field said the truth. The truth is Dallas is a free agent pit stop. You can come here if you're injured, desperate, looking to build your value next year for another team or on your last stop looking for a payday. You ain't lying. You ain't lying, bro. All right, man, we got some more. I got 318 Marcus and D shift. Then we're going to rock out. What's up, 318? Oh, well, he gone. All right. Let's go ahead and get to Marcus and D-Shift. What's up, Marcus? Hey, man, what's going on, bro? I'm good, man. Oh, man, let me tell you, I love my 318, man. It's my Louisiana people. So shout yeah, out to yeah, that was Shreveport. Yeah, I'm from Nagadish. I'm about an hour away from Shreveport. You know, that's where I'm from. That's where my family's from. So okay. shout out to Shreveport. Shout out to Louisiana. But you know what, man, Scott? Let me just, let me just say this, man, before I say what I normally say. I finally realized why I'm diabetic. It hasn't been the food that I've eaten. It hasn't been my lack of exercise and not taking care of myself. It's for all these decades I've been drinking that sweet-ass Dallas Kool-Aid. Extra sweet Dallas Kool-Aid. That's why I'm diabetic now. I hear you, brother. That's why I had to put on all this weight. You know, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been right there with you. And I appreciate you, man, for keeping your foot on the proverbial neck. Of Cowboy Nation that continue to listen to the propaganda. They continue to, to eat it up year after year after year after year, and they're just sitting there with Stockholm syndrome. And I was one of them. And but let me tell you something: you really woke me up. Like with this show here, I have to say this is probably your best show you've had all year. Thank you, brother. You're absolutely on point. Like it's nothing else to say. You are on. Point. So that's literally all I had to say, man. I don't have anything else to offer. I think you are doing an absolutely fantastic job of just providing the necessary context. That's what's so important. Context what matters. What you're doing is providing context. So I'm going to let you go ahead and do your thing, man. You just continue to do what you do. God got his hands all over you already know that you are too fly for the clouds. The conference has been unlocked. Green grass. People need to really hear what you're talking about right now. You drop fact after fact after undisputable fact. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm, I'm riding right now, but I had to just chime in and just really give you your flowers while you are still alive, sir. Wow. You killed this show. Appreciate you, brother. I, I'm just trying to bring light to Salute, certain bro. things, bro. Appreciate you, uh, Marcus. All right, salute, man. I'm trying to break a tear to my eye, man. Nah, thanks, bro. 
I'm just trying to bring bring just bring light to something that I noticed, and uh, sometimes that is uh, it's interesting to other people. Uh, but but yeah, Shreveport, you back up in it? You keep coming in and out. Why you keep coming in and out, man? Get the D shift in. D shift, what's up, man? Hey, what's good, Scott? I'm good, brother. How you, man? How, what's your thoughts here on the show? Ah, man. Uh, I'm liking the show, man. Uh, liking it. Uh, everything kind of going through is just truth in it. I don't think it's. I think people are focusing too much on the aspect of free agency more than what you've been saying is we need to incorporate all of it. All of it, um, exactly. And and so, um, I, you know, I just I, I don't feel the Cowboys ever uh, really, you know, put forth that effort um, just to get any anything suitable. Like uh, I think what they get the Bengals, uh, Riley Reef. I looked up that name. Um, pretty good tackle, right? Uh, in a position where you got to keep your, uh, your trenches strong. You know, I think the Cowboys have had a chance to go out and get a couple suitable guards and. Um, they never do, though. You know, kind of keep, like you said, just keep going along with these free eight, uh, these draft picks that they have. Really, no intention of signing, um, and it's just a formula that does that. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. Um, it's kept you in the conversation of a contender, but never really um, a, a consistent contender. Uh, like the Green Bay is sure. like Pittsburgh. Um, and these teams have been doing it for a decade. Uh, you know, San Francisco, um, they they they've been doing it this past decade, and we we can't get past the first round, and that's a big problem in the sense of you don't do that extra. It's right there in front of you. You know, all you got to do is go out and you know make these necessary moves. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of always getting you know, that free agent signing, but I don't know if it's because we've been, you know, kind of conditioned, so to say, Definitely. about, you know, the salary cap. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he tells us every year, and now it's I, getting closer. It's getting further and further away from the off season where Steven comes out and says, yeah, yeah, yeah we're not participating in free agency. Okay, Steven, you don't need to do whatever. We, we, we know. We get it, brother. I just showed you the evidence. Yeah. We, we, we totally understand. Okay, so you're not going to do free agency. Well, what are you going to do to improve the team? That's what I would do. They're not going to do free agency, but um, Jerry is going to write the biggest check. That's the biggest running contradiction in, mm-hmm. in sports right now. Yeah. Um, I, I just think w- when you're a franchise, they're not going to admit this, but let's just be truthful here, that relies on the players to overcome what's above them, meaning the front office and the coaching staff, because we all can agree Jason Garrett wasn't going to get you over the hump. And when you, when you you know, unsully Mike McCarthy, it's kind of tough to be the guy to get you over the hump when he can't even have his own guy to call what he wants to call. Now, he's going to be the good soldier, right? He's going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, you know, Kyler Moore is here. This is great. This is awesome. But a little nugget, Marvin Lewis turned down, the not turned down, but didn't get this job because he didn't want to keep Kellen Moore. He wanted to bring in his own guy. So Kellen Moore was handed to McCarthy like Jason Garrett. So when you undermine your head coach, how much really are, you know, are you giving him to work with? So now, again, for the last decade, you're requiring your players to overcome the coaching. And no, I see in the chat the, sky, the sky's not falling. I'm not saying the sky is falling. That's, that's a damn problem. 
if the sky fell multiple years, maybe you turn into the Bengals, you turn into the Niners, you get all these top picks. And I don't want that to happen. Jerry doesn't want that to happen. Jerry doesn't want to live in the top five for three consecutive years. Neither do I. I mean, as a, one year we did. But but neither do I as a fan. I mean, every once in a while, it's cool, D. Shift. I don't want to live up there forever. So if you're no, not sure. if you're for not sure. going to no, live I'm up, not saying that that's a good thing at all by far. Yeah, if you're not going to live up <laughs> no, there to get that kind of talent, though, D. Shift. One sec. If you're not going to live up you there can. to get that kind of talent, then sometimes you do need to use the other pillars of all, the off season to to make your team better. Is what is what I'm saying. They're not going to trade up with the top uh, top five picks. Um, no. They're going to get these mid-tier picks that do pretty well, but the only problem is that other teams have those type of guys, too. Uh, we love our guys, but um, other teams got guys, too. And the difference is they go out and get other guys to put with those guys, and, and you know, they also don't have puppets as coaches. So um, we got pretty good years, man, but unfortunately. We're, um, not, we're yeah. not far. I don't believe we're far off at all. Which is why I'm so adamant about what they do to this past two years. I mean, they got what top five picks. You get top five picks for a reason, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah, but Dallas is not going to. It's that's not going to happen unless you, you know, a Dak Prescott injury, Tony Romo. You know, it's not going to happen. You have good enough. You have enough talent to be good enough to never land in a top ten outside of a catastrophic injuries. Um, And and in that case, you know. So you're going to you miss out on some, of, yeah. You're going to miss out on some of those guys. You don't necessarily have to trade up. You can still hit in the first round, and they do yeah, that. They hit in the first we're round. We're talking about you got to make you got to make bigger moves. At the end of the day, you got to make bigger moves. And yeah, the moves I'm talking about is not lot. trading up in the draft. I'm I'm talking about getting established guys I'm not to help. You. That we are. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a good idea, um, but if we're not willing to do that, if we just turn off his nose, they're not going to pay big money. What other options do you have to kind of pull away from this mediocrity? I mean, it's, it's only it's, – I mean, the Rams, you know, they they put it right in front of you, and for the past couple of years they've been criticized and beaten, and I'll look at the way the Rams do it, and that, that formula doesn't work. And then, you know, they've been in the Super Bowl these past couple – Two out of Man, one, four years or so. Cowboys Nation would be lying to you if they said they wouldn't rather be in the Rams' position the last five years. They'd be, you're lying. Absolutely. Yeah, if you could sure. swap the results right now, you mm-hmm. would rather be where the Rams are in regards to their team. And, and obviously, they've been in the Super Bowl the last two years, et cetera, et cetera. We're not going to trade our big names. Um, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gave up a Brandon Cooks. Um, we wouldn't have uh, traded. Um, trade every first round pick. <laughs> they 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 bring in <laughs> so, people yeah. and then they ship them out. It, it's it's honestly, man, that's like they're never they're never stopping. They don't stop trying to be better. They do whatever the hell it takes to be better. And eventually, I, I we keep saying eventually it is the roost is going to come home. All right, well, when the hell is it coming? And the reason why I believe that it won't come in the next few years is because they they continue to make moves so it doesn't happen. Yeah. And, I mean, guys are getting in with rookie head coaches. I mean, teams, you know, they're getting to playoffs. I mean, uh, Matt LaFleur, like, freaking just kicked his feet up. Like, I've been here um, as far as Green Bay is concerned. You know, the look transition. At, and, even you know, Green Bay. Just, you know, the blueprint's there real quick, they, D-Shift. If, if you go look at Green Bay, not everybody knows front office 
politics or front office situations. I don't even know all the front office situations, but I I love the offseason. I kind of follow most of the league and what's going on. People forget they got a new general manager in there, and they did not do the same things that were not working between the Super Bowl year and 2018. They had a long time, and maybe somebody in here can help me. Uh, was it Ted? Ted was it Thompson? I cannot remember his name. I know somebody in here knows it. Stevie Mac, you know the, the old general manager. In fact, I believe he passed away. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, but but his way of doing things were kind of similar to Dallas. Hey, we don't want to go out and spend no. Ted Thompson, thank you, Oscar. We don't want to go spend no money in free agency. We want to be homegrown. We we want we want to build through the draft. Uh, boom 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 boom. That's what we want to do. It worked in 2010 type of thing. So this is what we want to do. Well, for 10 years, for a decade, that wasn't working anymore. Ted stepped down. They got a new, um, they got a new general manager in the very first offseason. What did they do? D shift. They went out, spent money on, on the defense and the defense went from being not so good to really good the last couple of years. And they've been in what two straight NFC championships, obviously couldn't get over the hump, but they've had postseason success. Um, so they changed up their, Right. They changed up their operation uh, to aid the players they already had. And you could you can get on them for drafting Jordan Love. But the point is, they had they had the willingness to change because what they were doing wasn't working for a decade. Yeah, I mean, then the, you know, so I, it, it's so many examples. Um, so, it, yeah, they, they don't know how to put it all together. It's just the same formula. Don't work. Um, yeah. But they have the ability to is what I'm is what I'm and again, I know we we're gonna talk about they they are who they are, but it's I don't believe it's hard for them to change. They just have to be willing to do it. But let me go ahead and get I this mean, last. You got the ability to, to start a cooking podcast, uh, God <laughs> But I ain't gonna do it. You know? You're right, you're right. You're right. Uh, hey, it's go. cooking with Sky. Appreciate you, D Shift. Only thing I'm cooking these takes. Yeah, that's kind of true. You got the ability to make a podcast. Yeah. It ain't hard. I don't think it's hard. Uh, I truly believe that man that you guys see right here, had, if he was truly the general manager, um, not just the guy that gets the grocery list, goes to the store and picks the groceries that are given to him, I feel like he could be a guy that could help elevate this organization. I truly do. If they ever decide to go that route, I will be taken back if he's not the guy. I will be taken back if Will McClay is not the guy in Dallas. All right, man. 318. Get up out of here. What's up, 318? Yo, what's up, Sky? Not uh, much. I think it's I think it's a certain word that Cowboys throw around that's very vital to this draft thing that we're talking about. What's that? It's continuity. Mm. Continuity. You wanna you wanna spurge around continuity. Let's say you let's say you sign Byron Jones and you go into that draft and still get your run digs. Now all of a sudden you're looking at a different thing because you you invested in your draft that you you say you love these guys and then you add it on top of that with a young guy that you gonna have to pay five years down four years down the road. Yeah. And you may franchise tag him because he may be that productive for you. It is I think it's that part of the thought process that they don't see down the line. They want to draft and keep it low, but they don't want to be like Seattle and have a continuity in place and use their free agents to bolster what they do 
to go get them a Super Bowl. Mm. Do you, you know what? You just brought up a... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you just brought up that the Seattle because because if you go back and look, Seattle was originally the first team I looked at that did a, a very great job of blending free agency, coaching, and drafting together. If you go back and look at yeah. their Legion of Boom years, you're we're going to talk about the the obvious guys they brought in, right? The uh, the Legion of Boom secondary, Bobby Wagner, things like that, KJ Wrights. But if you go look up front, they brought in some free agents outside of the organization to help aid that Legion of Boom. We give a ton of credit to the yep. secondary, but they had a front seven that was really damn good uh, consistently that they were churning. So, yeah, Seattle's another team that, that meshed those three things together very well. Yeah, if you look at look at the, the championship team and you look at those guys that was on those young con- on those young contracts for the team, you Russell Wilson, Michael Smith, those guys played very integral parts in winning those titles for yeah. you. And then you also – Want to go farther? The big acquisition that they got, Marshawn Lynch, who came in and he made their defense even stouter because he kept them off the field until it was absolutely necessary. So the, the things that they, the decisions that they made, they built through the draft, but they also bolstered what they did everywhere else. So it was a, uh, it was a Dallas hasn't done at all. <laughs> yeah, there's another team that I think did something similar. I'm going to make sure I'm right here, but I believe I am. Uh, Denver. I think Denver yeah. won on a spree in 2015. And when I say a spree, I don't mean they spent 20 million. I mean, they, they, they paid for some tickets. But they, yeah. made, they went out and got some guys in free agency to help them win that Super Bowl. Yeah. They said, we're close. We know Peyton is is on the last leg of it. We, Peyton's the big one, but, but Peyton didn't help him win that Super Bowl, but he helped him get to the other one. Uh, Peyton was on the last leg, and it went out. Yep, Mark Demarcus Ware's one, Aqib Tlaib, T.J. Ward. Like, these were guys signed in offseason and said, you know what, we want to get over the hump. We're going to try to go for this gusto and win. I don't think there's enough sense of urgency with uh, Stephen Jones because he's like, "Ah, if we don't win, I'm here next year. We'll try to continue to build on it. And and the thing about those teams is they were more than just a player away when when they made those acquisitions. They were the world leaders before they got so, you know, you, you kind of can look at uh look at Dallas and figure that out, opposed to what the Rams. Same thing. Rams wasn't just a player away. They went out and got that the is the biggest load of crock when people say a player away. Yeah. Well, we're a player. There's no such thing. Multiple yeah. players, maybe, yeah. and, and then you add it with the coaching <laughs> move or you know the the ability for your front office to kind of step back and let let the people do their thing. Yeah, it's a multi, It's a whole bunch of things that come into play. There. It's never really just one right. player. Um, yeah. Unless you're Tom Brady, but even Tom Brady, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't fail to on that one. That might be the only one. But no, nah, seriously though, yeah. man, they made they made some moves too though. The, the the Bucks, I mean, you know, it's it's there. There's so many ways to skin the cat, and the way the Cowboys skin it, you could argue they haven't even caught the damn thing yet. So. I mean, if you get you Michael Parsons and twins, it's going to start off pretty good, hopefully. Maybe if you can do that, let's do that. <laughs> well, that, uh, again, again, brother, you, you, listen, you draft well, but if this is the way we're going to do it, you need to draft better. I, it, that's the pressure I'm putting on you, man. Hey, appreciate the call, dog. Great call. Yeah, I forgot about that. Those were the two teams I used to talk about a lot was the 2015 Broncos 
in that the Seattle years where they were constantly in the playoffs, getting to the Super Bowl, NFC Championship games. You could you could also talk about the Niners. They they did something similar. They would sign guys. As, they would pair it with them drafting well. Um, and that's all I'm saying. All right, listen, New York. I'm gonna let you come up in here. I'm gonna let you come in here, New York. Then we out of here. What you got for me, nine one seven? Hey, uh, uh, great to talk to you. I, I was um, thinking more, and I, I don't know if you're on this about the the the, rece- the receivers. I mean, I I would think that you would let um, your friend of the show, Cedric Wilson, go and re-sign Malik Turner and Michael Gallup, and then just let the uh, undrafted free agents and Simi Maho- uh, Fahoko yep. uh, fight it out for that final spot. Um, I don't, you know, a part of it is, I mean, I, I really like Wilson, but I, I don't know, you probably covered this, but I really don't want Zach thrown to him anymore. Like, not when you have um, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, that's and and as far as the draft goes, I mean, I just want a lineman. And I don't know if anybody else has ever talked about this, but why aren't people talking about replacing Feldman? It's not like the line performed up to expectations. Uh, well, you know, in Dallas, we, we, we got to have a scapegoat, right? Um, and, and if you said, why are they not talking about replacing him or why are they talking about replacing him? Why aren't they talking about replacing him? Oh, no. Because they, it was his line. No, no, no. They absolutely are. The, the, this year's scapegoat is Joe Philbin. Without a doubt. Last oh, year, good. Joe Philbin was a guy everyone loved. This year, the injuries and the in and out and the inconsistency of the line, Joe Philbin is a guy that a lot of people want to replace. And and listen, yeah, I, I think Joe Philbin is a good offensive line coach, but if there's a possibility for an upgrade, I'm all for it. And the guy that I would love to bring in is Mike Munchak. Um, he has an actual uh, running game system that he could bring in here. And I, and I think he has a voice that can help Kellen Moore. So, I would be willing to move on from Philbin for a guy like Munchak or maybe a Mark Colombo, but I don't want to move on if you're going to bring somebody in here that's lesser. Yeah. I mean, you know what's interesting? I, I, I'm sure you probably have heard of it. If you watch, like, the older Cowboy team, how they're – like, I'm talking about Tom Landry days, like, on YouTube, how their running scheme seems much more interesting than anything that's happening now. I mean – Tom Landry was, an, an, old was an innovator. So that's, you yeah. know, he, he was he was an innovator back then. Um, and the game was all about running. Now it's not. So that's why you see the numbers you see now. Yeah. That's it for you? That's the last one, brother? No, I mean, I could talk all day about the Cowboys. But what, what do you think about the receiver corps and how and, oh. and the idea of construction? Um. I think you could get Michael Gallup back on a, on a team friendly cheap deal because I don't I don't know if there's anybody in free agency that's going to resign him for a big contract and then I'd put him on pup if he's not ready. Uh, but I am of the belief I would love to have a true slot slot receiver and get C D Lamb acclimated on the outside. I know people believe he can't play out. There. I mean he he played well the first seven eight weeks out there. Uh, he obviously can be good in the slot, but that's not his true position. So I want to go get me a Hunter Renfro type of dude that can get open easily and make himself presentable in that slot and uh, then work with Cooper and um, CD on the outside. And then if, you know, you do resign a Michael Gallup, then now you have a, a solid uh, four. 
But you're saying bring back Malik Turner and Gallup. If I bring back Malik Turner and Gallup, I, I have a bunch of similar receivers not named Coop, right? Like Coop is different. Coop could be the slot guy, but they'll never do it. Um, so I, I kind of want a little bit more diversity in, in the wide receiver room and to hope that Simi Hoko can step up. But, you know, that's sixth-round pick, right, fifth-round pick. Where it could take a while. Yeah. I mean, it took uh, Noah Brown and um, Cedric Wilson four years to um, uh, to really be productive in 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 the lineup. But would you draft a Would you draft somebody, or are you going to yeah. go sign a slot? I would draft someone. I, I think you can get, like I said, a Hunter Renfro from the slot. You know, he was a drafted player. Um, I, I don't. If I'm going to pay money for agency, I would. I know you don't want to do it, but I, I just bring back Ced, bring back Cedric. I'd have to go look at the wide receiver free agents. I haven't done that just yet. Um, but but said is he can be that slot guy. He can route you up in there. He's quick. He's got smooth feet. Um, I, I like Cedric Wilson. I just think that he played well enough to price himself out of Dallas. Yeah, I mean, my only thing is I just think Zach looks for him too much. So I want to, I want to, yeah, I want the ball to Cooper. That's my main thing in the offense. Yeah, that's going to take a mentality change from the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. They're going to have to change the yeah. way they approach the game, period. Uh, Kellen's going to have to change the way he game plans, and then Dak is going to have to change the way he thinks it through. Sometimes, I talked about this before, you're going to need to be have some confrontation with your OC, maybe confrontation with your wide receiver. Screw this play. Screw this game plan. We need to do this. We need to get the ball here. Uh, I, I've said this over and over and over. I've exhausted this, this take. But Dak Prescott needs a yeah. little bit more in his system. You know, there was an interesting thing I saw about Tony Hill and a, a Roger Staubach play, how Staubach was in the huddle and literally changed the route. I wish Dak would do more of that and be like, you know, uh, Amari, um, CD, you do this. I don't yeah. care what anybody's saying. What I don't want to do is make it seem like he's, he never changes. Sometimes he goes to the play or to the line of scrimmage and he's doing too much um, and that can get him in trouble. But that's because of the way the offense, is, the game plan is, it's, again, the defense dictates to you what to do. And if that is your game plan week in, week out, it can become a little bit easier to manipulate the offensive um, scheme to your favor. And we've seen good defenses and smart defensive coordinators do that. Um, and, again, I don't believe Dak is Peyton freaking Manning. That's, he's just different mentally. And I think they're asking him to do Peyton Manning things at the line of scrimmage too much. He's, he's really good pre-snap, but they're, they're asking him to do it too, too much. Find a scheme. Find a feature scheme. Run the ball better, right? Um, and, and do the things mm-hmm. that work over and over till a team makes you stop. But hey, man, appreciate the call, if brother. I, I got to get going. Can I ask one more? Real quick. Well, what are you doing at tight end? Drafting. 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 You're letting um, Schultz walk? Yes. Take that comp pick and we'll get okay. me at one of these tight ends. It's a good draft class for him. I, I agree. 100%. All right, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate no problem. The show. Great call. Yeah, I'll, uh, we're going to feature, in fact, go ahead, let me go ahead and tease what we're going to be doing tomorrow. I'm going to hit these Twitter streets because the Twitter streets is going to tease what we're doing tomorrow. Senior Bowl. I got my guy Foots coming through to talk Senior Bowl stuff. This, the, the caller that just called in said he wanted one an offensive lineman. You know, we're going to talk about players to watch down there at the Senior Bowl that could interest the Cowboys uh, come draft day. And we'll talk about the trend, another trend that the Cowboys do about Senior Bowl. Well, let's hit the Twitter streets real quick and see what they're talking about coming out of the Senior Bowl. And this one right here, a guy, two guys that I like. 
uh, down at the Senior Bowl right now. Jermaine Johnson and Darian Kennard had a one-on-one show the other day where Jermaine Johnson got the best of Darian Kennard on one snap, and Kennard got the best of him, the other two, and the uh, that opposing defense team had to do push-ups because he lost the three reps. But both of these guys are very intriguing prospects, uh, day one or day two prospects, and tomorrow I'm sure me and Foots are going to dive in a little bit more into Kennard and Jermaine Johnson. But that's what we have lined up for tomorrow. On Fan Friday, we got Foots the King coming through, who is one of the most respected uh, draft guys that I put on the list, right? The Vaches, the the Foots, the Jeff Cavanaugh's, obviously the Dane Bruglers, um, and I'm just naming a few. But I hold them high in regards when it comes to this draft stuff because they put the work in, and uh, I trust their their uh, football acumen. So we'll have Foots on tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about not just Kennard, not just Jermaine, but some other guys down there, what positions the Cowboys should be looking at, um, and who can help them right away. So make sure y'all tune in tomorrow, and uh, I think it'll be another good show, another good show. Today was a really good show. I didn't expect it to, honestly didn't expect it to go this long, but you guys were awesome, per usual, per usual. And uh, again, my my final take on this whole thing is if – you're going to operate this way, then you need to be able to tweak it. Just like I said about Kellen Moore. If this is going to be the offense we have, you have to tweak it. You got to tweak it. And I just need Dallas to tweak. And it's not like it needs to be some crazy things that have to happen in the offseason. It just need to be a little bit better in the way they approach it. That's all. That's all. All right, Cowboys Nation, I appreciate you guys. Today was great. I'm going to go ahead and press this button so we can get up out of here. Make sure y'all tune in later. A to Z Sports Prime Time, the final show of the week for Mauricio Rodriguez here on A to Z Sports Dallas, Facebook and YouTube, as well as Twitter. Make sure y'all give me a follow as well on Twitter, at Skywalker Still. If you haven't, I'm always on there chatting, man. Y'all were great. Appreciate you. We out of here. Peace. Shout out to Stevie Mac, the mod god. I want me some glory hope.